Some of the topics discussed in this episode could include murder, child abuse, drug abuse, domestic violence, sexual assault, and other disturbing content. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to any of these topics. Hi everyone. I know it's been a little while since we've released a new episode, but uh, Brie hasn't been available to do podcasting and I've been really kind of sidetracked working on um, YouTube, a collaboration with It's a Crime and Shame. Um, I plan on uploading some of those episodes to the podcast if that's something that you enjoy listening to. But in the meantime, I really wanted to cover um, the case of Harmony Montgomery today. The trial is over and there's been a resolution, pretty much a resolution to it. Um, so it's just something that I wanted to do. It's going to be just me going forward. If Bree's not able to join me, um, I'm going to have guest presenters on with me to cover some other cases that we have kind of ready to go. But until then, like I said, today it's just going to be me and we're going to be talking about the case of Harmony Montgomery, who actually went missing in December of 2019, but it wasn't reported until December of 2021. Harmony's father, Adam, was actually charged with her murder, although her remains have never been found still to this day. So we're going to go through the timeline of events, some of the key players in this case, and... I'm also going to talk about the trial a little bit. The details are absolutely horrendous. Um, I might decide to put some clips in of some of the trial. But in any case, Harmony Montgomery was born on June 7th, 2014 in Massachusetts to her parents, Crystal Story and Adam Montgomery. When Harmony was born, Adam was actually in jail for prior crimes that he had committed Although Crystal did take Harmony to visit him at the jail a couple of different times, eventually the relationship faded between Crystal and Adam, and they went through a separation, and Crystal ended up in a relationship with another man who she ended up having a son with. And Adam, when he was released from jail, moved to New Hampshire, where he met his future wife, Kayla, who he ultimately ends up having three children with. She becomes a very big part of this case. So in 2018, Crystal, Harmony's mother, ends up actually losing custody of her two children due to substance abuse issues. And the two children end up in foster home. After Adam is released, he actually had a scheduled visitation with Harmony, and he saw her one time a month for approximately five months, but then didn't see her again for another year. Then he decided he wanted to have custody of her, so he went back to Massachusetts, where he now sees Harmony. I believe it's like the ninth time ever that he even met her. Um, So Adam decides that he would like to have custody of Harmony and goes back to Massachusetts, where he is ultimately given custody in February 2019. Um, The reason for this is Kayla had a court hearing that same day regarding the custody of her other child. So she was in a no-win situation. She had to choose one. And unfortunately, she went to the hearing for her son 
and not harmony, so Adam basically won by default. I would like to play a little clip of uh, Vinnie Politan here because he kind of he kind of went off on this situation, and I couldn't agree more. So let's listen to Vinnie right now. Some people, some people make you so angry when you're watching a trial on television. This guy is one of them. His name is Adam Montgomery. And the reason I'm so livid, yes, the charges at the trial, obviously the worst of the worst. His, the victim, his, his little daughter, Harmony, okay? Worst of the worst, I get it. But let's go back in time. Now, there's a saying, right, that you don't have to get a license or pass a test to become a parent, right? But there are times, there are times when you do have to get a stamp of approval, like when your child's in foster care and when you've been in the can and mom is struggling with addiction problems and the foster care system jumps in and family services is there. Well, at that point, yeah, you don't have to get a license, but you've got to get approval to get custody of a child. This guy is a career criminal, literally a career criminal. Okay. He's been sentenced because he's a career criminal. I can get into the details of what he did, but what's the, what's the, you know, the type of person I'm talking about. Just look at him, right? What's that teardrop for? Anyhow, gets in front of a judge and a judge who's deciding the future of a five-year-old girl, a five-year-old girl decides that, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy, Adam Montgomery, with the addiction problems. This is the guy with a rap sheet, super long, a career criminal, a guy with sporadic interaction with his own daughter, even after he got released from custody. Okay? So this guy never, he never bothered, never bothered to be in her life. But then he saw an opportunity and literally fought for custody. And I was thinking to myself, why would he fight for custody? And then it all clicked. Obvious. She has special needs. He wanted custody so he could get the government check in the mail. Not because he wanted to be a father. Not because he wanted what was best for his daughter. But he did it for the money, for a measly check to feed his habit. And some judge in Massachusetts put the stamp of approval on it. And there were lawyers in the courtroom, including an advocate for this little girl who hasn't been seen since 2019. An advocate for her doesn't question this man whether he even has a place to live. This little girl was living in a car in New Hampshire. How on earth could this many human beings all let it slip through the cracks and give custody to this man who's now on trial for what happened to his little girl? So like I said, in February 2019, Adam is officially given custody of Harmony and she has moved to New Hampshire and was now living with Adam, Kayla, who's Adam's wife, and their two sons, and Adam's uncle. And they were all living at Adam's grandmother's house. 
and that was by the end of April 2019. Crystal was able to FaceTime Harmony for Easter, and that would end up being the last time she ever saw Harmony. And then, in June of 2019, Adam's uncle moved to Florida and ended up contacting the Department of Children's Youth and Family Services about reporting Adam and Kayla uh, being on drugs and that the home they were staying in, which was Adam's grandmother's house, did not have any electricity. Um, he also reported that there could be child abuse going on, and we'll get into that as well. So DCF did come and make a visit, but nothing came of it. For the next couple of months, there was a lot of calls from the neighbors reporting that there were squatters in the home and that it was a filthy place. There was another call made by a neighbor who reported domestic violence situations um, that was happening at the home when Adam's uncle returned to the house in July. He ended up calling the Department of Child Services again because Adam had hit Harmony and given her a black eye. So in retaliation to that, Adam ended up calling the police on his uncle, stating that he is harassing him and making false child services claims. So the grandmother had put her house up for auction and Adam and Kayla and the children were supposed to be moving, but they had not prepared for it whatsoever. So they ended up setting up a generator and more calls were coming in from the neighbors just stating that it was not okay, that there was, it, it got down to the fact that there was abuse on the animals that they had in the home and people were calling Adam's uncle to come back and there was a 911 call made because they were trying to say that he had broken into the house when in fact he said he just walked into the house. It was in no way, shape or form a good healthy living situation for these children. So at this point DCF was still involved, came and visited the home in October 2019 and that was actually the last time they laid eyes on Harmony so now in November 2019, the grandmother actually asked to serve an eviction notice on Adam and Kayla and the kids to tell them they needed to leave and they cannot stay there any longer. So Adam didn't have a place set up. He couldn't afford to move. So they end up living in their Chrysler Sebring outside of an apartment complex called the Colonel Village Apartments. And that's where they stayed for a couple of weeks. Eventually, they go and stay with Kayla's mom and her boyfriend at the time, but it's only Kayla, Adam, and the boys. Harmony is not there. So when Kayla's mom says, hey, where's Harmony? Their answer was that Crystal, Harmony's mom, came and picked her up and that she's living with Crystal now. But around that time, Kayla had actually just been fired from her job at Dunkin' Donuts and added Harmony to the welfare benefits she had been receiving. And Kayla's mom didn't actually enjoy having them around, so she asked them to leave by the end of December, which essentially, at the end of December... They were told to move out and they didn't have anywhere to go again, so they went and stayed at a shelter. Adam ended up getting a job at a pie company, and by February 2019, they could afford to rent an apartment, which they do, and Kayla ends up pregnant with her and Adam's third child, and they're living at their apartment on Union Street. They become friends with some of the neighbors, and the neighbors would later say they only ever saw three children. They never laid eyes on Harmony. While Adam and Kayla lived in this apartment complex by March 2021, Kayla ends up taking her three children and moving back in with her mom and breaking things off with Adam. It gets so tumultuous that Kayla's mom actually filed a restraining order against Adam 
Now over in Mass, Harmony's little brother ends up getting adopted by his foster family, who was a loving couple who still have him to this day, and they're still fighting and advocating very hard to help find Harmony's remains and just get justice for Harmony. And Crystal's story is working on herself, and she's got herself sober. And in the middle of November 2021, Crystal had not heard from Adam, Kayla, Harmony, or anybody. And every time she tries to reach out, she ends up getting blocked on different social media sites. So she finally reports Harmony missing in November 2021. Although she states that she had been trying to contact Harmony and contacting law enforcement, they weren't actually helping her. She tried contacting the Department of Child Services and the liaison she had prior to no longer work there. So law enforcement tries to get in contact with Adam and they're not able to, but they do find Kayla and Kayla hadn't talked to Adam in months, she said. When law enforcement finally does track Adam down, he's actually living out of a van with another long, young lady named Kelsey Small. And later on in 2022, just FYI, Kelsey ended up dying from a drug overdose at a local motel. When law enforcement actually came in to contact with Adam and Kelsey, Kelsey said that she didn't have any idea that they were what they were even talking about. She didn't even know that Adam had a daughter. And when they started talking to Adam, he says that he essentially has nothing to say and doesn't want to talk to them. He's got nothing to say and that he doesn't know anything about where his daughter is. He gave her, he gave her to Crystal and that's the last he heard of her. Adam does not want to cooperate in helping the investigators figure out what happened to Harmony. So they end up having to serve him with what's called a protective order or protective supervision. He at that time had to give up the location of his daughter or face being arrested. So Adam's ex-wife or not ex-wife yet, but estranged wife, Kayla and Harmony's stepmother later came forward with allegations that he fatally hit Harmony in the head after she soiled herself while the family was traveling in a car. Kayla and Adam's infant sons were also in the vehicle where the family had been living at that time. Um, and that was just after being evicted from that grandmother's home in November of 2019. Um, according to Kayla, they were actually going to Burger King and Harmony was having issues uh, controlling her bodily functions, I guess is the nice way to put it. This little girl um, was used to being abused and was scared to ask to stop somewhere to go to the bathroom. They were living in a car and she would have accidents in her pants. And this particular day, apparently, um, she had an accident in her pants and Adam became rageful. And while he was still driving, he turned around and struck Harmony five times hard in her head. And he had said, I think I did something this time. I think I felt something. I think I really hurt her this time. Like, what a pig, what a monster. So after that, according to Kayla, they didn't realize that Harmony had passed away until later that day when Adam went to wake her up. Um, he was shaking her, saying, wake up, baby girl, it's time to get up. And there was nothing. There was no, no signs of life. So what did he do? He had an old CCM bag in the trunk. So he coldly 
folded Harmony's body in half and stuffed her in this duffel bag. He placed that duffel bag in a snowbank close to where the car was parked, where they were living, and the family just went on with their day-to-day. Um, obviously, what followed were two years of disturbing plots to hide Harmony's decomposing body. Adam finally disposed of it in an unknown location, police figure in March of 2020. So I'm going to talk about some of the key revelations that came out during court, during trial. Um, Adam's fingerprints were found next to Harmony's blood. After Harmony was killed on December 7th, 2019, uh, Adam, Kayla, and the couple's two infant children moved in with Kayla's mom. At that time, Adam reportedly kept Harmony's remains inside a red freezer with a white lid. So I'm wondering if it's a cooler. I don't know what kind of a, a freezer there, w- there would be with, um, with a white lid, but I'm picturing like a, a red cooler with a white lid. The family later moved to a shelter where Adam hid Harmony's body inside a ceiling vent above where the couple was sleeping. The prosecutor said he compressed and contorted her little body into this bag. And while he was saying that, he was showing a medium-sized tote bag. The state said that when investigators returned to the room two years later, they saw deep blood stains in the ceiling vent and they could still smell decomposition. The prosecutor went on to say, and surrounding Harmony's blood, all that was left of her, the defendant's fingerprints and palm prints froze there in time. Adam also reportedly crushed Harmony's remains until they fit inside of a small maternity bag. So it came out on February 12th that, at trial that the CCM bag was a maternity bag. They put Harmony's remains in and they had to I say they, but Kayla allegedly has nothing to do with the disposal of the body. Uh, But Adam, Harmony's father, had to crush her remains so that it would fit into this little bag that was given to Kayla after she gave birth to her son at the hospital. Kayla referred to it as a diaper bag. So after the neighbors began to complain about the smell, Adam started taking that diaper bag to work with him and he would store it in the freezer at work while he was on shift. Um, at He was working as a cook and a dishwasher at that pie company. The bag stood out to people because he placed it in the freezer during his shifts. Um, he brought it with him regularly to work and he stored it in the freezer where the company kept food and ingredients. People saw him bringing that in and out. They, they didn't question it, but they couldn't have imagined what was inside the bag. Adam is also accused of buying over $400 in equipment to help destroy Harmony's body. Uh, Jurors heard about a February 2020 purchase for $400 worth of limestone, metal cladding, diamond blade, and lithium-ion battery and a power grinder. Most disturbingly, uh, Kayla's mom remembers Adam wanting to have a Nutribullet that she had gotten for a previous Christmas and she hadn't used it yet. Um, we, we don't know if he actually used the Nutra bullet to help break down um, Harmony's remains, but I mean, that just goes to show you his mindset. It's absolutely disturbing. 
So the previous purchase was made at a Home Depot located just a mile away from Citizens Bank where Adam's wife Kayla reportedly withdrew $500 that same day. The prosecution suggested that Adam may have used the power tools to destroy Harmony's body in the bathroom of his apartment that he shared with Kayla at the time. Kayla, while she was on the stand, did say that she would go in and periodically check on Adam what he was doing, and he was manipulating and crushing and trying to force some of the remains down the drain of the bathtub. Adam also used quicklime to dissolve, to dissolve Harmony's uh, remains. And he also began discussing ways to dispose of Harmony's body in March of 2020 after he and Kayla moved to the apartment on Union Street with their kids. He discussed using a saw to cut her up. He discussed using lime to further decompose her so she couldn't be found. The prosecution said during opening statements, remember, he believed that if there was no body, there could be no evidence and he would get away with this. According to the prosecution, Adam took Harmony's frozen remains and put it in the tub, running hot water to further manipulate what was left. Kayla, at some point, walked inside the bathroom and saw this. She saw that Harmony was mostly just skin, bones, and some fluid, and that Adam was trying to dispose of her remains down the drain. How horrific. Kayla said that Adam discussed using a handsaw and the Nutribullet to destroy Harmony's rotting remains. Adam spent hours inside the bathroom dethawing Harmony's frozen remains, cutting her clothes off the body, running hot water onto what remained of the little girl, and forcing it down the drain. I know I keep saying this, and I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of harping on it a little bit, but I just, I want everybody to understand how brutal this man was. So, under cross-examination, Kayla admitted that Harmony even had, like she often had dry blood on her face from being beaten by Adam. And the defense lawyer would ask, so you didn't ever clean her face? And Kayla said without emotion, no, we just kept her under a blanket. Like even when she was alive, they just hid this little girl who was, who was regularly covered in blood from being beaten by her dad. So after they went to Burger King that day, or Kayla said on the stand that she put a Burger King sandwich on Harmony's lap without realizing she was dead. Remember, now Harmony was placed under a blanket so that nobody would see the dry blood on her face, but that's where she was supposed to stay, under a blanket, and Kayla put her sandwich on Harmony's lap after Adam had given those five blows to her head. They didn't realize that she was dead at that point. Kayla said that after Adam had hit Harmony to death, the family drove to a Burger King and she fed her two young sons and placed that sandwich on Harmony's lap. That is, that is beyond. And it, this woman made a deal for immunity in Harmony's death to testify against Adam. So she was, she was incarcerated for uh, lying to police, lying to a jury um, about where the whereabouts of Harmony, like she was claiming that Crystal had Harmony for years. She went by what Adam told her to say, even though she knew differently. So she did get convicted of that and she was serving a jail sentence at this time, but she struck a deal in Harmony's murder to testify against Adam. 
it's just terrible. So Kayla went on to say that she assumed that Harmony was sleeping after Adam had given her that beating. Um, and when she was asked why, she said because she would usually just go to sleep after he was done beating her. So that's, I, I mean, I can't with this woman. Why did he put Harmony in the freezer at the Portland Pie Pizza Company? Because he said that if she's in the freezer, there wouldn't be any fluids or anything leaking. Kayla, why were you evicted from the home? Because the mortgage wasn't getting paid. And after you were evicted, where did you begin living? In our car. What kind of vehicle was it? A Chrysler Sebring. Kayla, I asked you earlier about whether Harmony was potty trained when you got custody of her. And I believe you said she was. Yes. Did that change at some point after the eviction? Yes. And tell the jury about that. What happened to Harmony? Um, she wouldn't let us know when she had to use the bathroom. And so she was peeing in the car just in her seat that she was sitting in. And she wouldn't tell us that she had to use the bathroom. Was she only peeing or was she having other accidents at the time? She was also pooping. How frequently was this occurring for Harmony? A lot, like at least every day. And did those accidents, did they increase in frequency the longer you were in that car? Yes. How was the defendant responding when she had these accidents? Getting angry. Would he do anything physically to her when she had accidents? Yeah, he would smack her. And what does that mean that he would smack her? He would smack her in the face or on her leg or in her hand. When you say she was crying, who's she? Harmony. You mentioned Harmony having accidents and then becoming more frequent at that point. On December 7th, was she still having those accidents? Yes. And had they increased in frequency? Yes. Did Harmony have an accident first thing in the morning? Yes. And that would have been before you started your day? Yes. What happened when she had that accident? Adam repetitively kept punching her in the head. What did the defendant do to Harmony after that accident? He was yelling and screaming at her and punching her in the head. How did she react to that? She was crying. Adam, Adam was getting really angry from, from Harmony. Um, peeing in the car, and he repetitively kept punching her uh, on the way to Burger King, and there were a couple red lights, and when we were at red lights, he would, like, go over the driver's seat, like, in between the passenger seat, and he was just punching her repetitively in the head. You mentioned this duffel bag from the trunk. Yeah. Had you seen that duffel bag before, Kayla? What was it used yes. for? When we got kicked out of the house, we put clothes in there for everybody. And it was in the trunk of the car. Did you see him put Harmony in that duffel bag? Yes. How did he put her in there, Kayla? <laughs> 
she like folded her in half and threw her in the double bag. Full like a, a raccoon's eye. She had a black eye. Can you describe it for us? How did the black eye look? Um, full, like a, a raccoon's eye, black and blue. Black and blue? Yes. And when you say full, what do you mean by full? Can you give us a good All example? the way around. All the way around. And I see just there, you were pointing to your right eye. Did you see it on her right eye? I honestly can't recall, but I think the left. Okay. You think the left. Okay. I appreciate that for your honesty there. Um, you said you saw her in the kitchen with this black eye? Yes. Okay. So when you saw her in the kitchen with this black eye, uh, what, if anything, did you say? It's okay. Take your time. Something along the words of, oh my fucking God, what did you do, Harmony? And did, who answered that question? My nephew, Adam. Where was he? Standing he... right behind her. And what did Adam say? She didn't do anything. I bashed her around the fucking house. So I think we've got uh, the basics of the information. And with the trip, the, the clips from the trial, I think we have a really good idea of what kind of monster uh, this man is who beat his innocent, beautiful little girl to death and then totered around her remains for the better part of two years would not help investigators and still to this day will not tell anybody where the remains are of his daughter, if there's anything left at all. So Crystal's story is she's got a pretty good idea of the motive for this. Adam's always been a rageful person and a drug addict, but he had a special kind of hate for her, for Crystal. And Crystal believes that he wanted custody of Harmony just for the welfare benefits, for the money, for the extra food stamps, that they were using that money for drugs. That was the sole purpose and also to have something that Crystal wanted. Um, that is despicable, but believable that he wanted Harmony just so that Crystal couldn't have her. And the reason why he was so rageful every time he looked at Harmony and he was able to beat this little girl was because that was a constant reminder of Crystal 
the one person that Adam hated the most. So I also want to note that during the trial, okay, so Adam was charged with weapons charges before this trial, and he was found guilty, and he made a statement at the end of that trial uh, alluding to looking forward to defending himself on the charges uh, of murdering his daughter. I'm going to play that for you, and then I'll be back. So um, I understand that I was found guilty by a jury and I'm not here to dispute that at all. Um, the only consideration that I ask of you this morning is for you not to consider anything as it relates to the case regarding my daughter Harmony. I did not kill my daughter Harmony and I look forward to my upcoming trial to refute those offensive claims. Um, probably won't believe me when I tell you that I, I didn't wake up one morning and choose to become an addict. I don't want to be an addict. And I will spend my time in prison utilizing it to the best of my ability to change things about myself. I could have had a meaningful life and I blew that opportunity through drugs. But I loved my daughter unconditionally and I did not kill her. So please don't consider anything that relates to those charges. Only consider the facts to this case. So keeping that in mind, his murder trial started shortly after that sentence came down and Adam didn't show up. Not a single day he didn't show up for court a single day. He did not show up when the verdict was read. He refused to go to court to defend himself. After those strong words at his sentencing for the weapons conviction, he didn't show up a single day to trial. Needless to say, Adam was found guilty and he will be sentenced in May of 2024. Um, this is not, this is a second degree murder. So I do not think the death penalty, well, I know the death penalty is not an option, but he was charged with a number of offenses, including hiding the body, um, competing an investigation, all that kind of stuff and with second-degree murder of Harmony Montgomery. And he was found guilty of all charges. And so he's going to be sentenced on all those. I think it's safe to say that Adam Montgomery will die in prison. And hopefully he does it sooner than later. Because I just, I, I, I hate this man. As for Kayla, I believe that she's going to be out of prison soon. Like, she had that immunity deal. And, um... Not unlike Carla Hamoka, she's going to be out walking free. Thankfully, her other children have been adopted, um, but she's still young enough to have other kids. And as remorseful as some of her testimonies seemed, we have to keep in mind that from 2019 to 2021, this woman knew what had happened to Harmony. She knew her mother was looking for her. Um, she knew the public was outraged looking for her before she came forward with any kind of a statement and only did so after her and Adam separated. So she's evil. She was in a position where she should have helped that little girl. Um, 
there was allegations that Adam also abused her, but that to me is no excuse. No excuse. So I'm sorry that this case was kind of graphic, um, but Harmony's story is really important. The search for her remains is going to continue in the spring. Um, I urge everyone to stay updated on this one. I will do my best to um, stay on top of those search efforts and bring you updates if any are found. And rest in peace, little Harmony. People say that she can't rest in peace because her remains aren't found. I choose to believe that she is at peace and the remains are just more of a closure for um, her mother and the people who loved her. Um, so with that said, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it will help our show grow. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at True Crime Story Podcast, where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. Remember to send in your podcast episodes, case suggestions, or requests. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I'm Bree. And I'm sure. And we'll see you in the next chapter.